0: Get your popcorn ready, because it's time for a movie-watching party on Asteroid G. You're listening to Not So Live from Asteroid G. I'm Mike Finkelstein. With me, as always, is... Uh... Josh Schaefer. And Queen Bee. And today we are doing a watch party for The Old Guard, the movie that just came out recently on Netflix about immortals who don't fight each other but fight everyone else. It's, it's quite a change from Highlander. <laughs>
1: it's Highlander with extra steps
2: it's not Highlander at all
0: we'll eventually fight each other but first we really gotta get rid of these all these damn humans okay
2: <laughs>
0: so you guys have both watched it but for those in the audience that maybe haven't The Old Guard stars Charlize Theron, who has honestly become quite the action movie star at this point. Yeah, where did... She really is. She's
1: amazing. When did that happen? I don't know,
0: because I was sitting there looking over her stuff, and I'm like, okay, so what was she in before this? And, like, you know, you go back far enough, you're like, Reindeer Games and The Cider House Rules. And then, at some point, you're suddenly sitting there going, and then Mad Max and Atomic Blonde and The Old Guard, and holy shit, she does more action movies than Tom Cruise yeah <laughs> Flux. That's where it yeah. Flux. Yeah. Flux. yeah it is no. <laughs> and she does her own stunts you can't complain about that
1: and, and she does the them well time. too
2: yeah she this isn't the first time she's been an immortal either because she was an immortal in that flick with uh will smith too. oh yeah
1: hancock hancock
0: yeah yeah. yeah she has i'm sitting there going i don't remember that in the cider house rules
1: no. Will Smith was in <laughs> that? Yeah. And I can't mm-hmm. believe you didn't say Mad Max. She was in Mad Max too, Yeah. Or as well. Yeah, yeah. Mad mm-hmm. as well.
0: Yeah, Fury Road. I mean, that was, that was the one where she recently really started amping up. Anyway, so mm-hmm. she and a crew of her fellow people, like three or four other people, are immortals. They don't know why they're immortal. It's just at some point they suddenly stopped dying or getting injured or anything. And they now live forever. And so, they basically go around from, like, war well, to they, war. Huh?
1: They live forever with an asterisk. Yeah,
0: well, that, that's a that's a twist that we can cover in a bit. But, so, essentially, they live forever. And then, uh, so they basically, because they're all warriors for some reason, they all just were warriors to begin with. So, for reasons they don't understand, they are all warriors who are somehow basically effectively immortal. But... They go from war to war, because that's what they know, like, into tense conflict situations, and basically do the jobs no one else wants to, and then more or less wipe themselves from history as best as they can so that no one can track them down, because before the movie even starts, they have the prescience to understand if anyone ever got their hands on these immortals, they would try to do bad things with them. So then they get double-crossed by, on a job, uh, by the actor whose name I can never pronounce, but he's phenomenal. Uh Chiruitol, yeah, think, Yeah, he's from Serenity. I don't even bother trying to say his name because it's complex and I'm not that good. (laughs) Um, Way to own it there, Mike. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So basically (laughs) their ex-CIA handler who betrays them uh, because he wants to actually tap into their immortal stuff with some evil tech genius called Merrick. Basically Elon Musk by a different name. Uh, and in the process, another immortal is now called some Marine from uh, Afghanistan, who, like, they Niles haven't had... Niles
2: Freeman. A... Her name is Niles Freeman. Yes.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. She, Nile, not Niles. Niles right, is Fraser's Nile. brother. Yeah. <laughs> Although, yeah. if he wanted to play an immortal, I would watch that too, I'm just saying. Actually, that, that actress's name was Kiki, wasn't it? Wait, wait, wait. She Kiki Lane. Yeah. That's yeah. Yeah. So Niall is picked up by Andy, that's the name of Charlize Theron's Andy. character, yeah. after she gets tapped, despite the fact that they haven't had any immortals tapped in over 200 years, and they're all shocked by this, and it all just kind of comes together where you got this, like, basically your audience surrogate character, who is an immortal but doesn't know what's going on, having the, having the history explained to them while these bad guys are coming after the group. It's mm-hmm. really not a complex plot, all things considered, but it's not in the complexity of the plot, but in the way that the movie puts everything together that I think it really gels.
1: yeah. I mean, for the most part, like, I thought it was the 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 direction was pretty poor at a lot of parts, like it kind of dragged. And I think that uh, Charlie's Theron Theron did a good job, but I think, especially at the beginning of the movie, she was very wooden. And uh, when I was watching it, Josette with Josette, we were both like, uh, "Man, why? Who's this chick trying to act like Charlize Theron, but not doing a good enough job?" And then we realized it was Charlize Theron, and we thought we were really, <laughs> we were like, "Oh well, we're just dumb." But, but like it was like a, like they were going for like a kind of an unemotional, like I've been doing this since, like, four BC, and yeah, you know I'm just kind of done. Doing-
2: well, she's been doing it, yeah, for over five thousand years. Starting out as a, a Grecian Amazonian, basically, is what she yeah. was. Um, yeah. And then basically, the the underlying plot. Do I am I allowed to give the underlying? Pl- yeah, you're pl- fine. You no know, spoilers. Yeah. Okay. So All spoilers. Right. Spoilers. Um, the entire like everything that she's protected, people she saved. Basically, there was a butterfly effect from doing that. So. Um, like a grandchild or that person that she saved ended up doing something that helped people in the long run. Yeah. Cure diseases or stop the conflict. Yeah. yeah, So Mm -hmm. it was a made Somebody in that line did something amazing. Mm -hmm. So she was basically saving people forever. And now at 5,000 years old, she's basically... Um, well, and you know, she her, her, yeah, she doesn't know her that, that was has on. stopped yeah, yeah her yeah. Calling has stopped she's not healing as fast etc
0: yeah I think I was that was all part of the characters. she's done with humanity because she doesn't understand that what she's doing is actually having an effect um mm-hmm. so her whole woodenness for the first half of the movie is just because she's she's especially after being double crossed she's just like uh I'm tired okay. of well, all of this
1: I want to retire
0: yeah <laughs> I was one day from retirement. <laughs>
2: Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> but. Now, but as good as Charlize Theron is in this film, and as good as the supporting actors are, my favorite actors in the movie are the ones who played Joe and Nikki. Oh,
1: the, to see the, that? The
0: two warriors, the, the, the gay warriors.
2: The, the gay warriors, who were one was a Templar, one was a Muslim, and they ended up killing each other multiple times and then decided to fall in love, yep. which was the best story plot ever. In my mm-hmm. opinion, uh-huh. and the line that Nikki gives in the middle to the end of the movie about how much he loves Joe.
1: That was fucking poetic.
2: It was very poetic. And I was like, like that is the best line in any movie ever.
1: <laughs> yeah. You know? Like and just like the, the whole thing where it's like, Are you guys boyfriends or something? And then like that whole scene and
0: <laughs> Rick's and the, the guy like, a new
1: one. <laughs> yeah. And then the guys they were just kind of like, What what did we do? are we the baddies <laughs> uh,
2: and basically yeah it's it, and they basically say stop being you know so fucking racist and yeah you know, close-minded. And homophobic and closed-minded and you know all that kind of stuff But it's great their their relationship is amazing yeah you
1: know,
2: that was the best part of the film for me
1: me too it was because at first because it was like i liked how subtly it was done too like
2: mm-hmm. right like they don't throw it in everybody's faces
1: yeah so it's just like that's how they are and it's cool. Well, and then I kind of liked how Booker's reasoning for what, for betraying stuff was kind of like, you know, I'm alone, I don't have anyone, and you guys have each other, and so like he could kind of sympathize with why he did what he did, but at the same time, like, the second Booker showed up, I was like, oh, he, he did this. He a yeah. bad guy. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I mean, the, the the big draw of the movie certainly um is the action, and I think the action was fairly solidly done. It's not... I wouldn't say it's anywhere near as cohesive as the, the, the different sequences in Atomic Blonde, just because they, they do a lot more over-editing, I think, on the action yeah. here. But it's close-captured. It's close the fist fighting's pretty solid, just because Charlize Theron's doing all of her own stunts, so that helps to sell it. And the gunplay work is pretty good. I do wish mm-hmm. the editing slowed down a little.
1: I do, too. And I really appreciated how, like, one thing that I it just bugs me because i'm not like a huge gun nut or anything like that but Mm -hmm. like when movies have like the infinite ammo trope you know where it's just like i have a uh, eight shot revolver or six shot or however much but i shot it 37 times i I watched without reloading
0: yeah i can't remember what the movie was but like someone had an obvious revolver and they shot like 13 times before going i'm out i'm going you should have been out ages ago dude (laughs)
1: But like, just like, I can't remember which scene it was. I think it was the very first scene where they got set up Yeah, where the dude had the shotgun and he just shut, like, he like kind of like slid down and like, like shot up and just dropped and grabbed another gun. Like, Mm -hmm. I was like, man, this is pretty realistic. And like, they were like out of ammo every once in a while. Like you saw them, uh, like uh, the end scene when they were fighting the, I guess like the pseudo SWAT security team thing where like the, the choreography was just like down pat because like they'd fire and one dude would oh, throw a magazine to someone and so they just hot. yes yeah. oh I getting goosebumps just thinking about it.
0: What you get when you have people that have been fighting together for like eight hundred plus years? Yeah, right, exactly.
1: <laughs> so like it's just second yeah. nature to them. Yeah, uh,
2: a good point to make here is that uh, not a standard male ac- uh, director here. This is oh, yeah. directed by Gina Blythewood, Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um and she's all, she's known for Love and Basketball, The Secret Life of Bees and Beyond the Light. So, you
0: know,
2: she, yeah. Yeah. really
0: good for her first kind of action film. Well, she I, I've read articles about her before. She is fairly selective about the works that she does. So, like her doing an action movie might be a little outside her normal like realm. But considering the movies that she's done, like Love and Basketball before that, she has a very solid eye for character mm-hmm. interaction and getting drama out of sequences. The, the movie doesn't lack for good story. Uh, it's just, I, I think the, it, it's the editing that kind of betrays some of the action. And yeah, you are right, it's... like, the the lead character of Andy isn't as interesting as all the other characters around her.
1: Until the very end of the movie.
0: Until the very end. Yeah, you're right. On that <laughs>
1: Although I will say the scene with the uh Russian drug smuggling plane was brilliant.
0: Yeah. Oh yeah, that was great too. Well, it did yeah. a good setup for later. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Mm. So, but yeah, like overall I thought the movie was like a solid B. I thought the yeah. the editing was a little off and some of the cinematography choices were were a, a little, little interesting. Yeah. yeah, like they like to the, they like to do the extreme close-up in and conversations and I I just personally don't like that. So mm.
0: As a film person yourself,
1: as someone who went to film school, but I didn't go to
2: film school. I really liked
1: it. Yeah. (laughs) So, if anyone's thinking about going to film school, don't because it will ruin everything you love. (laughs) 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 I can't believe they broke the one eighty rule again. This is bullshit. It's there. I mean.
0: I got a graphic design degree, and I'll be watching people all sit there they going, they wouldn't have produced that in that amount of time. That letter is entirely inaccurate, and I do not believe
1: <laughs> And I didn't even finish film school. I switched my major, <laughs> you know, and it still stuck saying. with me. I
2: get what you're saying, because when I was in uh, a real estate agent, and any movie that had a real estate agent, I would go, a real estate agent would never do that. Know, right yeah. A real estate agent would never do. Um, my husband is in... Um, electronics so when we watch sci-fi films he goes that shouldn't be there so i, I get the whole thing like <laughs> yeah. you know it's, whatever it, your career path is if you know you see something in a movie that shouldn't be there or that's not right i get it i get
0: it well it's it, yeah. and it's like that thing Whenever you like you know just enough about computers that when people start doing things on the computer like that would not look like that uh the
1: the born th- movie the oh the fifth
0: jason With... Bourne. yes that was exactly <laughs> yeah, I, what
1: I was knew gonna so I will put this phone here then we we can hack. Yeah, exactly.
0: What? I'm going to I'm going to start a hack and then it will tell me exactly how many firewalls it has exa- broken through with a nice toolbar.
1: Like no. No. But who's the graphic on. designer on your <laughs> hacking program? No. The you, UX is amazing. You
0: you spent way more time on the front end of this
1: than I think you done the actual
0: coding, dude. <laughs> This,
2: this movie Wait, but th- doesn't that happen a lot with coding? Like, there's a lot on the front
0: end that shouldn't even be there. Microsoft, uh, just say it. Microsoft hacking tools, t- 2020. <laughs> yeah. No, but this this movie at least doesn't have those kinds of continuity issues. It just has, and it. Yeah, there are certain little things that you're sitting there going, like whoever the cinematographer was on it, maybe m- maybe they like need to brush up a bit for the next one because there more than likely mm-hmm. will be another one.
1: I hope so cuz it felt like this movie was nothing but a setup to a different a next movie.
2: I mean, yeah, a, it did have, it did have that ending where you could mm-hmm. have a second. So, yeah, I mean it it it's it's
0: self-contained, but it does also feel like without being an origin story cuz we never go far enough back to really see everyone's origins, there's elements of origin story within it. It's Mm -hmm. it's like they're trying to do the best of both worlds of not be an origin story and be a self-contained movie, but at the same time really hope they spin up a franchise off of this, even though the comic book series has only had like two or three volumes. So at a certain point they're going to run out of material.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Well, Greg Rucka writes the comic book and he wrote the movie. So it's all in his brain.
0: Yeah. I mean, even if he gets ahead of himself with his plans, he can at least like, it'll be within his own internal continuity. My broadcasting
2: yeah. assistant has said that they've already struck a deal to make a second one. So. I'm sure they yeah. have.
0: Well, the, the question always with Netflix is whether or not Netflix wants to shell out. Because uh, they'll, yeah. I mean, they, they cancel so many TV shows just because even though it's getting good ratings, quote unquote, Netflix is cheap and, and thinks they can, like, I mean, it might be admittedly true. They can get better ratings uh, for the value if they cancel a show after two or three seasons and just spin up a different show that people will be intrigued in watching. Exactly. Yeah. Same thing here. I mean, getting Charlize Theron and her production company to do a movie like this two or three times has got to get pretty fucking expensive, honestly. Mm-hmm. So, yeah.
1: I mean, the budget was only $70 million. Only. <laughs> I mean, that's not, that's not a lot for a movie, though.
2: Right. It's still cheaper than a Marvel movie. It's true. And I think everybody who watches Marvel movies would have the same kind of... Attention towards this movie that they
0: would have for Marvel. So mm. I think the concern with any of these, though, is the the escalating contract for actors. Yeah. Mm. That's the problem. Any series, movie, or TV.
2: But there's so. a good chance that sh- if it's Charlene Theron's production company that's helping to foot the bill, maybe her payment comes back after, you know, it's not so much pay me up front for the time spent. Maybe it's I get money on the back end.
0: Yeah. Based on number of views or something. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's possible. So. It's possible. I don't know. I mean, it's. It, I'm sure Netflix will probably do at least one sequel. I mean, th- it's a green lit for them to develop it at the very minimum. Uh, and who knows? There may be a pay or play deal or write uh, a first refusal where if Netflix decides to like pass on a sequel and they've already produced it, that they could just shop it around to Hulu or someone else, or I mean, even take it out in theaters.
2: Chit, chit. Uh, yeah, I don't want to pronounce his name wrong or either. The big C. Other than him. <laughs> All the actors are all um,
0: minor actors.
2: They're yeah. not A-listers.
1: Yeah. It's it's their
0: own, their own who's going to be attached. And Chet Whittell is it for? Yeah, see, I, I should just not pronounce his name, uh, because I know I pronounced it wrong. Um, yeah, they're the big names, and even he's only like I would say he's like B-list. Charlize their own is the A-list actor.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Correct. Although honestly, between the two. I'll watch his stuff over hers even though she does phenomenal action because he is just a great actor.
2: Yes, he is. Yeah.
0: So.
1: I didn't have an issue with any of the actors. No, no, they were all
0: good. They're just cheap.
1: Cheap to hire. Yeah. Yeah.
0: (laughs) I think that's what we were going for there is they're really cheap to hire.
1: (laughs) Well, and also like the guy who played uh, Joe, he's uh, kind of an up-and-coming person too though because he was in a... Aladdin, he was Jafar.
0: Oh, was really? He? Marwan okay. Marwan Kenzari. Yeah, he was. He was Jafar. Sure. And more than likely if they do a sequel to Aladdin, he will be Jafar again. <laughs> yeah. Nice. Oh, he was in the the uh, oh. he,
1: he was, was in, in the, the Mummy, Mummy remake too.
2: He was this in is how you his name. This is how you pronounce his name. It's two etel
1: Two tu atel. Oh, okay. okay. Thank you for that. You're nice. helpful.
0: I'll remember that for now and then forget it again the next time I have to look at his name. Exactly. Yeah. There's a lot of letters there. They're very confusing.
1: (laughs) Exactly. English is hard.
0: (laughs) But no, I think I think a sequel is interesting. Like the one thing that I will say is that the first half of the movie may be a little slow, but by the back half, it's actually picked up enough momentum that you really want to see where the series could
1: go. Yeah, and I would love to see like I mean I think everyone is in agreement with that uh, Joe and Nikki storyline. I really want to see just a movie based off of them killing each other a, a bunch. Spin-off?
0: Yeah,
1: Yeah, just like, because A, I love like, like I hate the Crusades because, you know, they were wrong, but I also love that era of history. Me too, Josh,
2: we have so much in common.
1: <laughs> I know, because like uh, Muslim society at the time was like super advanced for the time and the Europeans kind of killed that. On both they sides. Did. But anyway. They did. But, but well, I'd really it, love I mean, to see it, that.
0: It doesn't help that the, the Mongols also kind of rampaged through around a, a similar yep. time period and destroyed them from the other direction.
1: Yeah. Yeah. But I would just love to see that um, kind of just them just killing each other a whole shit ton of times and just like, <laughs> you're really cute. You're uh, really cute. And just... <laughs>
0: Hey there, your armor. Look at you. Is that
1: scale mail or are you happy to see me? (laughs) It's both. I
2: mean. Wow.
1: Okay. Let me see your saber, sir. Ooh. Hey. (laughs) But, like, in another thing, like, I just remembered one thing that kind of annoyed me, and this is like the the history nerd in me coming out, Uh is how they were so not. I don't want to say tongue in cheek, but it was really annoying how it's like they they never straight up just said how old uh, Andy was or where she came I, from. But
0: I honestly took that as a sign that she literally doesn't know.
1: Well, she says she's from. Uh, she how knows do the you say time period she's from. Cynthia?
0: Yeah, but that doesn't necessarily mean she knows the year because I mean she's old enough at this point that calendars might not have synced up. Who knows what the t- the t- the uh like the history keeping might have been back then? And I mean, after five thousand years, your brain's gonna start like missing certain details of all oh, the way no, in the for past. Sure. Yeah. So I just I literally just took it as when she says I uh, like you know I'm really old. She just literally doesn't know exactly how old she is.
1: Yeah.
0: I mean, yeah. I
2: have to give her kind of the storyline some kind of credit. You're right. She said. You know, she said she had sisters, yeah. but she can't remember what they look like. She couldn't tell you anything about them. Yeah. She doesn't remember. I mean, after, dude, after a week, I can't remember what I did. So, no, I
1: was, <laughs> I was more so saying like, like she could say I, like she was Greek, like, or Scythian, technically, I guess, but
2: I think I she's supposed to be, um, where's Jesus from?
1: Aramea or yes, Judea.
2: I think she's supposed to be Judea. Yeah, or some kind yeah. of Grecian Amazon
0: is is the, the feeling I got. Yeah, you know, she is Andromachi of Andromachi, whatever I don't know because I suck with those kinds of names. Uh of yeah. Scythia, wherever Scythia was. So,
1: yeah, Scythia is uh where kind of where Iran is now. Okay, so. there you
0: go. So yeah, okay. so so that that kind of in that, that ballpark there for like history and race and all that. Yeah. Yeah.
1: But it was so good. I liked it. Yeah. And I liked uh the actress who played Nile, I thought, did a Kiki Lane. really good job. Kiki yeah. Lane, yeah,
2: yeah. We've seen her in other things. I can't remember what we saw her
1: in. She was in Beale Street. If Beale okay. Street could Talk
0: did TV a lot of TV. Uh, apparently, will be in the Coming to America remake,
1: which okay. I'm excited for. Really. Uh, Well, it's probably going to be garbage, but I really (laughs) like the first one.
0: I mean, at this point, let's be honest, I will watch anything because there's very little that's going to be coming out at a certain point because nothing is in production.
1: Yep. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Like, on that regard, I wanted to mention this because we were talking history and how irritating it is when shows get it wrong. I don't know if you guys have watched uh, Cursed on Netflix that just came out. Mm -mm. It's kind of a retelling of Arthurian legend from the perspective of a character based on the Lady of the Lake. Oh. Uh, but they get everything so fucking wrong. Like, for instance, um, Arthur and Uther Pendragon are about the same age, which, if you know your Arthurian legend, doesn't make sense. But, like, the the church uh, who's ravaging around the island going and killing off all of the Fae, which is just a detail that's thrown in, and you're just supposed to accept it. Trust me, this is, this is how bad this show is. They're saying they're doing it uh, in honor of the Holy Roman Emperor, which the Holy Roman Empire Emperor had nothing to do with Britain. No, nothing. Yeah. I'm like, now when you go and you realize that this show is based on, like, random, like, insane scribblings of Frank Miller, it kind of makes sense, because he ruined history for 300 also. But still, it's just like, some stuff in the show is cool, and then they, sit, they open their mouths and say something historic, and I'm like, please shut up just stop. I'd rather
2: watch Warrior Nun.
0: <laughs> yeah, see, and, that, mm-hmm. that, and honestly, the shows have a similar um, intent in their kind of style, because they both have the reluctant female hero that really doesn't want to be the hero, and then ends up being the hero, and you're just like, couldn't you have done this five episodes ago so we could have gotten to the plot already? Well, if we
2: were right. to week, we can watch The Young Pope and Warrior Nun all in the same week. <laughs> Cause that's what we did. We just C- finished Catholic the Week. young pope, right? Before we went into warrior nun, and we're like, "Hey, wasn't that cardinal in the last movie?" Ah,
0: he he just played. He's he's actually hired by the Vatican to play default <laughs> cardinal number three,
1: right? <laughs> <laughs> so the Catholic Church get their money now. The way,
2: are amazing. So if you haven't okay. watched them
0: yet, you should. Are we talking young pope and warrior nun?
2: yes warrior warrior pope and young nun yes yeah. so.
0: oh, young young nuns wasn't that with emilio estevez <laughs> yes <laughs> that would be a great review. by the way there you go right there <laughs> gun-toting young nuns there you go <laughs> has nothing to do with the old guard we have definitely wandered no. at this point but still <laughs> <laughs> anyway anything further to say on The Old Guard or Atomic Uh, or
2: I will just say that Charlize Theron, this movie, um, I give an A uh, because I did not go to film school.
1: (laughs) um, That's a good choice. That means you have good decision-making skills. And more money. I'm a Virgo. Um, (laughs) Anyway,
2: so uh, with that, I I think I would like to see a number two if they decide to do it again, which it sounds like they are going to try to do. So, Mm -hmm. thumbs up from me.
0: Josh, Josh,
1: it's. Anthony. I think it's. Uh, it's a. It's a thumbs up movie. All in all, like, it's a solid start. Yeah, it's a solid start to. I think a, a franchise. I mean, yeah. it has a couple of huge things to it. It's. Uh, it organically did a very ethnically diverse cast. Yeah. Which I think is good. It was directed by a woman, starred a woman, produced by a woman, had a the first superhero, gay couple on screen. Yeah,
0: without without even making a thing of it.
1: Yeah, like, like it was a very liberal wet dream for me. <laughs> but, but that being said, I thought it was a good story. I love Greg Rucka; he's one of my favorite comic book authors. Mm. Um, what else has he done? So, uh, uh, Omac Project, okay. um, which people hated. Gotham Central. He wrote that with oh, Matt. Oh yeah, Baker. I've heard of
0: that. I've heard that one was really good.
1: Yeah, Gotham Central is probably my favorite Batman comic ever. Um, and I'll plug it for a second, but. Um, it's which about not to the,
0: digress, but it does sound like they're doing a Gotham PD TV show on HBO Max.
1: Yes, I heard that too. Which yep. can't wait for, and I hope they get Greg, Greg Rucka and uh, Matt Brubaker to to at least help with it you because, have to hope. yeah, yeah, because it followed two different shifts, the AM and the PM shift, and I can't remember who did what, but Greg Rucka did one, and Brubaker did the other one. Oh, okay, um, uh, but it was it was how the Gotham Police Department handled all these superhero craps that yeah. happen, like supervillains and stuff. Yeah. So highly recommended cool. if you can find it. So
0: Yeah, I thought I thought the old guard was a really good first movie in a series and it's it's nice to see a franchise start up that doesn't just feature DC superheroes or Marvel superheroes, especially since from the sound of it after uh, Zack Snyder's Justice League comes out, we're not going to be getting a lot of those at all with how mm-hmm. all the productions are shut down. So getting something like this to help fill time, especially, but just in general, it's, it's, it's a solid movie to, to start with.
1: Yes, yep. I concur with your statement.
0: And with that, since I think we've talked this topic all the way out, this has been Not So Live from Asteroid G. I'm Mike Finkelstein.
1: I'm Josh Schaefer.
0: And I'm Queen Bee. And we will see you next time.